They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally, that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Another episode of Inside the Mind of D. Scott. Uh, it's it's been a rarity because I haven't had guests on in quite some time, and I've been flying solo. I have no idea what episode number this is, but uh, I have a guest with me today, uh, a special guest for me because and and I didn't make him privy to how I was going to introduce him oh, on no. the podcast today, but uh, someone that was very influential early on in my radio career, and is actually the person responsible for getting me on the air um and and kind of co-signing me when i was just a a lowly what we called board op back in the day uh, if you're a radio person you know what a board op is i think the term now is producer um and i was i was just doing some weekend stuff and this guy was on on the air and and doing a lot of uh station imaging and putting things together and was literally like one of the right hand men of our boss rob dawes at the time and uh he vouched for me and was like yo we got to get this kid on the air he's fucking good and uh so without further ado mike adams aka adam kelly aka smasher aka Kelly. <laughs> Uh, douchebag was a good one. I like douchebag a lot. That I don't ever one. remember you going by douchebag on the air. I, listen, I didn't go by douchebag or asshole <laughs> or fuck not. It was other people that like, oh. me that. I just kind of went with it. Well, man, that was like, I don't have money for you. I, I, I can't like pay you for that. I just no, want no, you to know. No, no, and, <laughs> and it's funny because as I was, uh, I got excited when you said you would come on with me because I was talking to my girlfriend and, uh, I was like, I'm, it's been a long time since I was excited for one of my own podcasts because wow. I go, Mike is, uh, Mike is responsible for getting me on the air. I was like, you know, a lot of guys had to go through the, uh, the bullshit of putting together demo after demo after demo. And I literally did like, I think one back when we had to make, you know, demo tapes. So for, for those of you outside the radio world, a demo tape is basically like an audition. It, it's, it's a fake on-air shift where you go into a production studio and you talk up music and stuff like that it never makes it to air uh unless of course by chance on your demo you were able to put together an amazing bit but that was rare um i i did one and i remember turning it in and i i got very little feedback from from rob or mike morgan and i know that you had pulled me aside and said, listen, I went to Rob and said, we got to get, I, I, I told him he's got to get you on the air. And uh, I was, I'm forever grateful of that. Cause here I am still, still doing it while you've long since left radio, but um, mm -hmm. you were, uh, you were a, a huge influence on me back then and, and quite vital to getting me on the air. And now here I am doing afternoons and, 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 and I've been in a, an assistant program director and, doing pretty much everything except sales in radio. So I, I owe you a debt of gratitude for where I am now and where I was then. I mean, honestly, dude, I would owe Rob a debt of gratitude. And I'll tell you why, like he was honest with me because I did go to him. I was like, cause I remember when I first met you, you were board hopping. I couldn't understand that. I'm like, 
this dude, first off, like making the demo was one thing. The hardest part is getting yourself into the building. And right. you were there. And I'm like, this dude is here. Why is he not on the air? He's young. He's ready to do this. He's here every morning board up in Casey Kasem. Like if he's doing that, he wants to be on the radio. Like no one volunteers to board up <laughs> Casey Kasem. It's just not, I don't care how good he is. That's just not the thing. But like, that was the thing was like, you were there. I'm like, what the hell is going on with this? So I went to Rob. I was like, why is D not on the air? And he told me flat out, and I don't mean any offense, but he said that you were not putting forth effort into giving him demo tapes. And he wasn't going to beg you. That was definitely not Rob's style. He wanted right. you to show him, which is how Rob was. And I'm glad that Rob told me that because I just, I was like, dude, you want to get on the air? This is how you get on the air. And it was like, what, like a month later and you were on the air. Like, it was awesome. Yeah, it was a great it was, man. And now, like, you know, I'm just so glad you didn't follow my footsteps. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, man. I, I think that's just the difference in personalities um, and, and, you know, and I'll, I'll never fault you. And I mean, we don't need to get into all the shit that you've nah. been through in radio, but I'll never you fault Mr. Bridge burner. I, I'm the king of burning bridges. Like that's just, it, it, that's the truth, right? Like I'm a bridge burner, man. I, I, I don't know. It is what it is, but you're not, thank God. You and a lot of people are not. And that's why you're still <laughs> doing it and killing it, man. And that's awesome. Like, Great. Well, Seriously. but I, and I and I, what I was going to say is I'll never fault you for the way that you are because you you had your beliefs and you had your you know what you thought should be the way radio is and mm. wherever you happened to be at the time wasn't necessarily going in that direction and you spoke your mind and it didn't always go over well with you know management or whatever but I have nothing but respect for the fact that you would at least speak up whether it was you know right wrong or indifferent it didn't matter to you it was correct and you stood your ground and oh god excuse me and you were willing to i guess i guess willing to pay the cons pay, pay the prices for for speaking your mind but i you know and i i've always loved all your work i thought the shit that you did on the air was tremendous you were a for lack of a better term a radio nerd without being the the stereotypical radio nerd. You know what I mean? Hmm. I, I'm just waiting for you to say psych. Honestly. No, 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 not, not at all. Not, not <laughs> I played you, dumbass. Not even a little bit. I just, but no, you no, were, and, and you I actually, it. I think more than I realized or you would realize is you kind of turned me into the radio dork. Um, just just by association kind of and i use that term it's funny because you know if you're outside this business and you hear the term like radio nerd you think of like a typical nerdy person with something but it's it's not necessary it's kind of not a put down in radio if you're a radio yeah. nerd like you kind of want not. that like those are the people you want around because they they're the ones that care they're the ones that give a shit about the sound of the radio station and the product that's being put out by that radio station. And, you know, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, you know, I remember when I first got in and anybody that's been in any business where if you hear this isn't a job, it's a lifestyle, uh, get ready. You're about to be a nerd if you're into it, because that's what it takes. It's a lifestyle. It's, you sleep, eat, and crap that business, and that's what it was. And, you know, we would go on the air and do our thing on the air, then get off and hang out in the production studio and listen to other people's stuff and grow from that. And yeah. 
talk about ratings and how we can make the station better and how, how we could be better and, and flip ideas and then go, let's go get food. And then we go get food. And then you would just leave because you had a family and the rest of us didn't. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is probably like, that's the difference between me and you D. And I think that's why you're still doing this is that you had like, this was all I had. Right. And right. I put everything into it. And when I didn't see the outcome that I wanted, I would either bail, uh, make my opinion known or just give up. And ultimately it would screw me over. Right. Like my own mistake. I was young, dumb and whatever. But like, I think if I had the ability to like go home to a family or something, God, that sounds really bad. Like I had friends and family stuff, but like, you know what I mean? Like I had nothing else to do. It was radio or nothing or right. party. And it was like, you know, nerd out with everybody and have this like brotherhood type thing. And after a while, I was just like, oh, I'm burnt on this, you know? It's a, right. I don't know. It's a tough business. That's for sure. Entertainment well, and I know no it doubt. gets tough. It gets tough to be around everybody and to see, you know, other people kind of moving Rowing. forward or progressing. And you're mm. kind of just like the one that's, doing all the grunt work yet not really reaping the benefits of it um, or you are the guy who's doing the grunt work and learning lots and being given opportunities and instead of following advice from the old timers you do your own thing and learn afterwards that you were making a mistake that's a lot of what i did is i thought i thought i knew you know like I made it, I took a job far away thinking I was like, oh, I'm making it to the media market. It's going to be great. And before I left, I remember this old dude in the building. I think his name is Joe Connolly. Do you remember him? I don't. Joe Connolly. All right. He's this much older guy who was on another station. But anyways, he told me, he's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Even Donnie told me, he's like, don't do it. Do right. not take that job. It's not the job to take. Don't take that job. It's just whatever city. And I did. And they were right. And, you know. That yeah, you know, what, what are you gonna do, right? Like, well, I mean, <laughs> for 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 the most part in this business, I mean, you can you can take into what into consideration what people are telling you, uh, but a lot of it is trial by fire, and you have to mm. learn your own lessons in your own way. No, you're not kidding, you know. And I mean, if that was the path that you were supposed to go on, and and I'm a firm believer in is you know it's you know, we, we, we kind of, there is our, our quote unquote destiny, but at the same time with free will, you have to kind of blaze your own trail. And those were the mistakes you needed to make to learn something later on in life, whether it was radio for you or whether it was something else, you know, you just kind of, you take everything in. It's kind of how I've, I've, matured i guess you could say into an extent is taking everything as a, if it wasn't a complete success it was a lesson it wasn't a failure it was a lesson and you know let me i'm sorry go ahead no 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 go ahead i'm not a, i'm a terrible interviewee i guess I <laughs> it's, let fine. You talk. it's not really uh, it's not really an interview it's more like a conversation uh, so it's fine i like that uh you know what it, you know it's funny you say that man because 
I went on vacation with, and this is the most Jerry Springer thing or ever, thing ever. But like my son, teenager, him and his his mother and I get along great. We're not together, and he, her parents were very close. I go on vacation with them. We do our family thing. It's weird, but it's fun. And it was one thing I noticed. We we're down in Florida in the middle of the summer, which was dumb. But we're down there sweating our balls off. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, if it weren't for like, it's it's amazing that a group of human beings, right, all make decisions and end up in a place where they're at and now i'm looking at my teenage boy who's awesome and my family who's cool you know everything's great and i'm like wow man like so i hear what you're saying it's like without making like everything had to happen that way to get me at least into a place where i'm like i kind of like remember i was saying earlier like i wish i had a family to go to it's like now i do <laughs> you right. know what i mean like yeah and no, it's absolutely. awesome like and, and it took all of that crazy i think i owned the brooklyn bridge a few times and definitely burnt it down uh and you know and now i just drive over it like <laughs> i know what you're all about but anyways uh, right yeah man it's uh it, you're right it, like, you know, i guess we kind of we have we pave our own paths and you know it, at the end of the day it's like i don't know i'm really thankful for the opportunity that i had working in that business and it definitely taught me a lot about myself and i, I mean how long have i known you man like you and i haven't talked in like a year and you're like Facebook out of all effing things. And you're like, Hey man, what's up? And it's like nothing, like not even skipping a beat. Like I've known you forever at this point. And I don't know, it's kind of cool. I appreciate that. And if not being in radio and all that got me to this point, not to sound completely corny. I'm just glad, thankful for that, man. Like you know, made friends with great people and still to this day, regardless of our careers are still close and that's cool. You know, I appreciate it. I, that. That to me is worth it. Well, you, you're one of my friends that you, you'll always see things that it's like a real friend can you get real friends can go an extended period of time without talking mm. and just pick up right where they left off. And you yeah. are one of those friends for me. And it, and it's, it's, I've never, you know, considered the friendship like, Oh, why the fuck haven't we talked or why this or why that? It's more like there's an Life. understanding there. <laughs> I think, I think there's an understanding of life goes on and life happens and we have responsibilities we have our own families we have kids we have jobs careers and 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 we know that you know it i i don't think i've ever told you but i mean if you needed anything from me it wouldn't have mattered if it's been like a decade you could call me and be like dude i got into some shit blah 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 and i would just drop what i was doing like i gotta go i mike is mike needs me i gotta go and and that's it you know and um it's one of the one of the great things about radio sure i've had quote unquote friends that have come and gone uh that you consider friends but maybe were more acquaintances or maybe those people were using you for whatever they needed at the time which you know you run into that in life mm, um sure. and radio radio is no different but i've i've been thankful and, and fortunate enough to have friends like you uh eddie hernandez um trying to think of some i mean and that's really when push comes to shove as far as like friends go like fr like a, the actual word and the definition of a friend mm. that's kind of it in this business yeah. i have plenty of people that i enjoy being around i have people that i enjoy working with uh mike patrick too shadow michaels i would con i consider mike a friend and a mentor um but 
that came K100. A bit. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, no, no, no. Oh, Shadow oh, Michaels, oh. The, the old Fly 92 night guy from. Oh, that's right. Uh, who, who, I'm thinking of uh, Jam and Jim Steele, right? No, Jam and Jim Steele. Jam and Jim Steele is also from Fly 92. No. Oh, Shadow Stevens, I think, was on Z100 at one point. Um, oh, the super yeah. deep voice guy. That was the voice guy for Z100 was Jim Fox. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm talking about he Dave was the right guy. He had a super like jammer. That was the jammer. That was the uh, jammer man. The jammer yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, he, he went by a couple of different names, but he was the jammer. And God, what the hell? He also Spider Harrison. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, Spider. If you listen to like early Spider Harrison and you listen to Eddie, you can see where Eddie got his radio stylings from. Aside no from doubt. Eddie just being a absolute Eddie. Lunatic, Eddie. <laughs> like, dude. I never, I've never met that man in person. You know that? I don't think I've, I really, truly have never met him in person. Maybe once. I don't even think that happened. I can't really? remember a time where I actually sat down and talked to Eddie in person. And if Eddie's listening, going, "Yo, man, I remember," I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry, man." Like, sorry. No, and, and if there's, um, if there's anyone that's gonna remember if he met you, it's Eddie. Eddie remembers his right. first break on the radio. That's weird. And I'm like, dude, he goes, How? He, he'll be like, man, I remember the first, he, he remembers what he said. He remembers what wow. he talked out of and talked up. And I'm like, damn, bro. I'm like, I just remember being on the, I like, I was just on the radio. And I have like very vague memories of those shifts and talking into like Nelly Furtado. I'm like a oh. bird. Uh, <laughs> Like, like, dude, I mean, some of the, and I, oh man, like some of those, and I Sorry. hear them now and I'm like, oh, I remember talking up this and it just brings me back to work. It was like, brings me back to it being two 30 in the morning. I'm in the studio, like alone, you know? So listen, Noah, my son is 16. You know, Noah, yeah. listeners do not. So his like, he'll, I'll let him play his music in the car. And it's awesome because it's not garbage for the most part. <laughs> like he's not rocking out the Justin Bieber the whole time. He's got right. a nice collection, but all of the music that play like his, I forget what he calls it, but essentially it's like his, what he remembers as like his childhood songs, which is ironic because he's 16, but like all of those songs I listen to weekly 3000 times and talk them up. And every <laughs> time I hear one, I'm like, Oh my God, no. Oh my God, no. And he's like, yeah, well, dad, you don't like this song? I'm like, no, it's a great song. I just had to listen to it so much and had to come up with creative ways to not sound the same every time introducing right. it. And now I hear it and I'm like, oh, I really want to like this. And it's funny because he loves it and I understand why. But for me, I'm like, torture, man, torture, <laughs> having to pull that song, having to put it away. Sometimes not even put it away, like because they get high because it would play the next hour. It's even right. left it out. <laughs> I don't know how that CD didn't skip after a week. Man, remember that? We played that forever, yeah, dude. Oh, that freaking song. But, you know, um, I, that's crazy that Eddie remembers his first break, dude. How weird is that? I, not in a bad way. I Man, I was. I remember how nervous I was. That's all I remember. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember. <laughs> I was like scared shitless. <laughs> I remember being an absolute wreck. Dude, I was nervous as hell. I had to introduce. I had to give away, like, the, the announce the Casey Kasem CD winners when I was board hopping and we gave away all four hours on CD. And it was like, I, I had to give that away week in and week out. And that was like my, my big 10 seconds, 12 seconds of, you know, fame on the radio. And uh, it was, I was nervous every time. And then 
the first shift that I did on air with Izzy in the studio because Izzy trained me. Oh um, <laughs> it was like, it was so nerve wracking. And then, so like, and I remember it was like the first like three shows or whatever. So Izzy's in there. And then I'm like, dude, I got like, I, I was good. Like I knew what I had to do. I mean, there was other responsibilities of the overnight jock, especially during the week, getting shit together for morning shows and, and everything mm. else. And uh, I remember the big thing was always, you're new, just work on being on the air and work on your style and your, your technique and, and keep it real simple and basic and don't run phoners. And dude, I think within like the first, I think by my fourth shift, I was already airing phoners. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm like, I know how to edit these things. I know what I'm doing. I had been around uh, you guys enough to see how it worked, how to formulate, you know, what I wanted on the air and stuff like that. And it was just, I'm like, I'm, there's no way I'm going to spend six hours in here and not have fun and, or, you know, make it creative and fun on the air. Like if I have an hour, if people are calling me in the overnight and you said some entertaining shit, as far as I was concerned, you were getting on the air. Like nobody ever yeah. told me not. And when I started doing it, nobody ever told me, Hey, don't do that anymore. Um, it was just kind of like, wow what what are you doing i'm like i don't understand what you mean like i'm trying to make your overnight sound as good as i possibly can when i'm here you know i was like oh, this is i thought this is what we did um yeah but, i mean that's what i was all that was my impression i i remember they would tell me that when i first started you know don't worry about that i'm like yeah okay like <laughs> what do you mean don't worry about they do that right. like we literally in like when i started radio i was under the understanding that it was about to blow up in our face and like you know uh all the big conglomerates were coming in to t overtake radio which they did and some of us weren't so lucky with that others have <laughs> done well you uh and that's awesome you know um but it really changed the dynamic i mean it's wild listening to the radio now which i really don't do that often because i'm just bored with it and no offense to you i like listening to you if i'm in albany i will listen to you when you're right. at kc 101 if you're still on kc 101 i don't think i've heard I am. there a long time i, I need to I listen am. again I'm, uh, your shift every, um, every like saturday I, every saturday from one to three i am uh one to three okay. one to four i'm on kc 101 I'm down with listening to that, but the most of it is like, like when someone says you can tweet at me, I'm like, are you, you're not there. Come on. It, like, right. Like, you know what I mean? Like we, so we came up at the very, at the tail end of pulling music, actually putting a disc in running the whole board, uh, you know, and really kind of like producing it was more than just talking on the air. I don't think people realize that. Like there, there was a lot going on, man, between like practicing breaks and just and being new. So you're trying to like like we all emulated someone because we didn't we're trying to figure out how to do it and you wanted to sound cool. So, you know, you're doing your thing. And there's so much going on, man. Like, wow, what a wild time. Like, so I couldn't imagine being there. You've now made it to this point. You worked your ass off to get there. You know what I mean? And it's not even anything. You're literally making like $12 an hour for five hours that week. And it's like, you know, God has just blessed you with this gift. Like, so you're not going to not run a phone call when some 20 year old is like, Hey, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I mean, if it, was, if it was, if it if it was good, then it was like, why wouldn't I want to put this on the air? Like, right. If they fed me some good stuff, even if it, you know, and, and generally speaking, you know, some people were running like, hey, can you play 
in sync bye 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 you know and there was that and then there was the <laughs> the conversations and you know for for what it's worth our conversation skills are, are what stemmed good phone calls because it wasn't about them requesting the song it was more like what kind of dumb shit you said during your your conversation and you know you're trying to make the phone or the quote unquote star of the break. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we had punchlines and we had, you know, things that we said that we want. Yeah. It was just, it was more so, you know, I think I always took it as it was more so about me while trying my best to not make the caller sound completely foolish so that other people would call. Although I really, really, uh, found my calling when I got to be sarcastic to people because it's kind of what I did and it's kind of how I, I mean, am. And you have that. Uh, can I just, let me just say this real quick. You have, like, first off, when I heard you on the air the first time after Rob had told me you need to make more demos and you did and you got on the air, I was like so proud of you. It was like fucking right, man. Like, he got on that <laughs> shit. Hell yeah. Like, I didn't, like, it had nothing to do with like me helping you out. Like, I didn't care about that. I was just happy you were on the air because you deserve to be. You had been right. doing Casey Kasem. That alone should have gotten you on the air. Like, that shit sucked, <laughs> man. Like, five hours of that nonsense. Like, so uh, th that is the best thing about you because you had that I don't give a shit sarcasm that, like, like you don't, I, like, I don't want to like you type sarcasm but i do because that shit's funny you know what i mean like right like that kind of like the like wow you're an asshole but that's funny okay but i still hate you you know but like goddamn say more you know like oh, oh and you're giving away bsb mean greets and they're 50. oh let me have that right please it's 50 i'm a 45 year old man please give that to me what <laughs> and please be rude to me and sarcastic and a shithead all in one i'll take all of it right please. and then that's and it's i guess it was kind of, that I mean that's how I am. So it kind of, and it just kind of worked, especially thank God it worked. But especially back then when we were starting out, when it was like, you know, people were like overly friendly, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> you and me had a completely different style than everybody else that was around or that was on around us. As far um, as talent is concerned. Not necessarily as far as talent. I mean, we all had the the group we had, especially the part timers we had. The full timers were were one thing, but we weren't part of that. Um, no, the the part time crew that you and I were a part of um, was probably one of the most talented groups of part timers that have ever stepped foot in that building. Between you, I agree. myself, I agree. and and that's not to toot my own horn. And I at no. at the time. I was like the least of the of the I had the least amount of talent out of all of you guys. Check Nikki, Joey Rosati, who, you know, at the time was Joey Kidd and was, you know, finagling his way into doing nights. Um, who the hell? I mean, you even Kruger, when he wasn't trying to pick up like teenagers, like Kruger was even good in the overnight. Like, I, I mean, D, and let me just tell you, man, it, it wasn't a question of talent, dude. You were just behind. Right. You know what I mean? That was all it was. Like we were all still like figuring it out. You just were a little behind us. That's all it was. You were board hopping longer than any of it. You know what I mean? Like that was all that was. And by the way, dude, I have to say this, man, 
Jojo Morales. I don't know if you know who Jojo Morales is. He used to do weekends on Z100. Mm -hmm. I got to meet him. I actually just befriended him on the air one day, and he invited me down to Z100. Let me run the board. That was cool. Uh, but I befriended him like long term, and he had he when I was in Connecticut working on the station, he had called me up on my phone or my cell phone. He's like, "Hey man," he goes, "I'm listening to you." He goes, "One," and this is years later, man. I've been in the business like I don't even know. It's like way too long, but like. He was like, you need to be yourself. And that is the hardest thing to do on the air is be yourself. Because like, I don't know how to describe it, man. I, it's like, I'm not like a fun outgoing party dude when I'm myself, you know what I mean? Like, right. but being able to like be yourself and, and like not sound like you're someone else is the hardest thing to do on the radio and have it sound entertaining. And I have to, you know, man, like, that's awesome that a lot of people have still have not figured that out years. They've been in the business. I'm glad that you figured that out because that's yeah, I, in my opinion, the hardest thing to figure out and be able to implement that and then be okay with that and move forward with that and still remain successful, dude. I mean, I go back to you, man. It's, it's, it's kind of a, uh, I don't want to say it's a, it's a character, but it's not necessarily a hundred percent who I am. It's a, portion of who i am uh like my on-air persona so to speak is part of me i i'm you know if, if i'm comfortable in a setting i don't necessarily want to be the like the center of attention or the reason that you know i, I don't want to be just the entertainment but i can put myself in a situation where i need if i need to be the jokester and i need to kind of get everybody in a different place or whatever the case may be where I can start making jokes and, and having fun at my own expense. I, I have a, a wonderful knack of when I hang out with uh, the group of dads that we call the dance dads that we, I met through my daughter's dance uh, quote unquote career. Um, I take all the weapons. I, I take all the bullets out of everyone's guns because I, I make fun of myself. So, and that's all we do together is we bust each other's balls. So I just take all the I take all the ammunition away by just cracking all the jokes on myself, making people laugh. So I think on the air, you're getting one of my sides. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to come in here and be Captain Cranky Pants. Nobody wants to listen <laughs> to that shit, you know, like and it's. I get <laughs> it's funny, too, because you would come in sometimes to do the overnight shift and you. You, the look on your face was any, you could be like, happy birthday, and your response would have been, fuck you. Like, yeah. that was always oh, I mean, the look on your face, man. Bro, but then you open the mic, and it was a whole different beast. It, it's funny. Like, <laughs> Well, back then, I mean, shit, I was coming in to do overnights after working in the, I, I delivered drywall for a decade. So it was like 7 o'clock, 7.30 to 3.30, 4 o'clock, I was, you know, working on a boom truck carrying walls essentially carrying sheetrock around <laughs> delivering delivering construction material and then i'd go home eat like maybe take a nap eat dinner and then be at the station by 10 30 and mm. i was like i don't want to fucking be here i've been up since 6 30 and then i gotta do it again tomorrow like i mean i think one yeah, of the goodbye weekends <laughs> yeah and but i think one of the one of the times i think it was it was hardest it wasn't it was hard but it wasn't because it was a lot of fun when i was up for nights at that station and mm. i was pretty much guaranteed the gig 
but I had to quote unquote audition and it was like a month long process. So I did like 90% of the night shows that we, that month while other people were getting a day or two here and there. And some have continued on in radio and done amazing things. Um, Mick Lee was one of the guys and he's actually a, he's a PD for iHeart now out in Chicago and doing fantastic with the company. Um, my buddy Boomer Rich, who joined the military and, and has now moved on from radio. One of the days, and this is this is how ignorant I was back then. I walked in and Ross Britton was there. And he did a couple of the shifts. I had no idea who he was. I knew that hmm. Donnie and John knew him. <laughs> but I had no idea that Ross Britton at one point was part of the morning zoo with Scott Shannon as Z100. Like I had no idea. None. I mean, as a matter it's of such fact, a incestuous business. It's ridiculous how incestuous it is. But I I like had like mean like if if I had the knowledge now that I had then and I walked into the studio and Ross Britton was there, I'd be like, "Whoa. What are you doing here? Like why are you It was kind of like when we went and Billy Hammond was in the studio for a week. Yeah, but can I tell you something, man? Like, that was cool. I remember, I remember that. Like, Billy Hammond being there, the Night Guy Z100, well, former Night Guy Z100 right. being there was amazing. Looking back, that should have been a fucking red flag all day. Like, hold on. You were doing nights at Z100, and now you're in Albany. What are you, what, what's the business all about? <laughs> like, right. why are you here? Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, at the time, right. I know Billy was actually um, – wasn't it would he would have been – he was basically, he was there to audition and Donnie ended up getting the job. He was there to, to get the PD gig. Well, and, truthfully, and, afternoons. and truthfully, but, he was, he was there as entertainment for everyone else. Yeah. I mean, that's dude, really he, what it came down to is he was there to let all the young guys be like, Ooh, Billy Hammond and the uh, big guys would be like, Billy Hammond came up here to audition for us. That really was what that was all about. It was a I, dude. It was a fucking week of great afternoon radio. I can tell you that. I mean, his first break, I was like, I wish I could do that without sounding <laughs> nervous. I mean, the dude killed it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, but like, and it was sad because I remember him calling me when I was on the air and asking me like what was going on. So imagine that, like, I'm like in cool with the PD and everyone get along. We're all good. I'm doing afternoon shifts when the PD decides he doesn't want to work that day and he's got other shit to do. Which thanks, Rob. Uh, it was cool. Appreciate it. Um, like, you know pretty cool and then billy hammond calls like so what's going on and you're like oh fuck man uh yeah i don't know man i'm just the guy and he's like yeah but you know i'm like no but i don't i, right. I do but i don't you know what i mean it's so weird god it was a weird business man i, I do one of the one of the business. greatest things we used to have what we're called I'm, i I mean you know this the, the jock shouts so it was like the jingle would come in and then it would say their you know the jock name <laughs> and and with the jingle of the station and it was <laughs> He didn't have one, but he wanted that continuity of the station. And it was like, today's hottest hit, Billy Hammond. <laughs> and I was like, dude, what the fuck was that? I was like, that was super, great. super creative. Definitely wanted way too much money. Probably oh, yeah. would have gotten the gig if he didn't want too much money. But the, also the problem was, and I'm not going to go into detail because I don't know who's listening, but there was definitely a person there who just couldn't let it go. Right. And, you know, kind of like, and I remember that person coming in one day when I was doing afternoons and like I had ran over the post a bit and he took the phone, the recording device, like the, I forget what it's called. Um, 
not cool at it. What was the freaking old? Yeah, he took the shortcut out and like put it on the floor. He's like, don't use that. I'm like, well, what the hell, man? Like, what do I? Or no, he took the phone bank. That's what it was. He's like, no more phones. You ran two spots, a Raymore and Flanagan spot twice. I'm like, well, I, that would be a good thing, I think, for Raymore and Flanagan. Whatever, man. And I don't think I did. I think he misheard it. But uh, I remember the very next break, I ran a phone, and I thought for sure, I'm like, this fucking guy's gonna fire me right on the spot. He's gonna come in and just go on the mic. I'm like, you're fucking fired. I'm doing the shit. And he actually came back in. He took the phone bank. He put it back up, and he goes, I can be angry sometimes. Nice break. And he walked out. I'm like, oh, cool. It was pretty wild like but that dude could not let it go and that really i think hurt the station down the road and like yeah. really because we were i i don't know for me at least growing up in that area like fly was like the z100 for me so like th that was the top 40 50 000 watt banger dude like that, that right. nothing could beat that station even when, when kiss came into market and brought the urban and all that the, the more fun urban hip-hop like style pop music like they, they, there was, they didn't have that reach that fly did, and they didn't have, you know, that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Heritage. Um, it was heritage, heritage, exactly. For sure. And I mean, like anybody, I don't care who you are, you, you knew what Fly 92 was. So it sucked to be a part of that, but also see how it was changing being that. It was so, man, just, I don't know. They, even now, like running through there, man, people like the jocks are different. Like it's, it, I don't know to get on that station, to even do a weekend shift, one shift on that station on the weekends in the overnight was something that a lot of people would have killed you for. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people wanted that shift and or any of those shifts. And to be a part of that, you could feel it when you were there and everyone together knew that they were doing something. And it, oh man, I, I'm just glad we had that experience. I, I'm not gonna lie, because I don't think you get that today. I really no, don't. You, I don't don't, think... you, de you definitely don't. I mean, the landscape of radio and music in general is is completely different with the digital uh with the digital world so you know radio is radio first of all radio has been dying since i started i'm going into i'm in my 23rd year of radio and it's been dying since we started so i, I think it's it, it will always be around is it different absolutely um but i think it was viewed differently because we were the place to go to for music and unless you were buying the CD and stuff like that, there weren't streaming services, there weren't websites, there weren't all, you know, there, there was no Apple music to go and download shit. Like it certainly was the best on demand. And I use that with air quotes because you thought it was on demand as a listener, but trust me, it wasn't. It, wasn't. Um, it, it literally was us using you to make ourselves sound good on the radio. And I'm just being real. Like, yeah, I don't care who anybody is like, they are not there for the listener. They are there for themselves. And that's it. Like demo tape, make it sound awesome, be fun to the listeners. And I, I mean, I guess that's kind of cruel, but like, it's really the truth. Like you just like jocks are like, they were about moving on and, and whatnot and they needed good listeners and fun, good listeners and fun music and fly was that station. But it was the best on demand you could get in the late nineties and early two thousands before the internet was really the internet now that it is now with, like you said, streaming services, YouTube, right. all that. Now it's like, why would you listen to the radio? I mean, you could have that. And like, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I could call the radio station or apparently tweet at them and maybe they'll play a song that i like next week or i could just go on youtube and listen to that now and be done with it or whatever service you know so it was a different beast that that was the youtube i guess kind of the apple music of the time well, yeah, that we, was the entertainment for a lot of people because cable wasn't what it is now like you know what i mean there was no apps and netflix and all this shit like it was the radio man that was a nightly thing like listening to you know 
buying Cody at night was the thing you did when right. you were 15, 16 years old or 13 or whatever. Like, that's what you did, man. You turn on the radio and you try to win shit with a rotary phone, which is doable, by the way. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you listen to the radio and have fun. And, you know, <laughs> that's just gone. And it, I guess that's, just, you know, the, it, it's, the nature it's... of... Uh, of moving forward and, and uh, I, I don't know, I can't think of the word, but you know, just it's not, the evolution. Not advanced, evolution. That's it. Yeah. It's the evolution of, of, of technology and just us in general. I mean, we're still here and you're right. The experience that we had and those prior to us being on the radio, the people that we grew up listening to uh, and then up until God, like pretty much either, our generation or the one one or two people behind like the maybe one or two generations behind us had a completely different experience coming up in radio than anyone that's trying to get into it now i mean we're doing a podcast and i'm one of about 750 billion podcasts that are in this world and it's, it's like crazy. everybody wants to do it and this is just one of three that i do and it's you know but we had that experience of that live radio we were pushing buttons we were running boards we took pride in what we were doing and it was just something different than it is now where now you can just come in if you have a little bit of computer knowledge and you you just kind of got to plug in breaks or you know without giving too many secrets about radio away you don't necessarily need all the experience that we had is there a difference between the product that say that person's going to put out and what i'm going to do yeah, even though we're doing it the same way. So I'm I'm coming in and I'm voice tracking my afternoon shift and some newer person in this business is coming in and voice tracking their shift. You know, it, it's funny you say that. It, radio, I you know, I, I don't think we ever, not you and me, I just think in general, like, uh, you know, the listener was never given enough credit. Um, and I'll tell you why. There is a huge difference between someone who is completely plugged into what they're doing, i.e. someone who's running their own board, record, mm -hmm. you know, recording, editing phone calls, making sure that the sweepers, you know, just touch the post of the song and make it sound like it's mixed properly because you're doing that by hand. You're literally taking a five hour shift and you're all in it 100 percent the entire time. I do believe a listener knows that the person that's in that state in that suite, you can hear it. You can feel it. You know that it's fun. Like there's a big difference between that and someone who's pre-recorded. Huge difference, man. You, I mean, just in the way the tightness of, and you could even edit up how the music segs and whatnot on a voice track. You, you, it's different, man. It's so different when you're actually in the midst of doing that and you screw up during a break, which I always loved that. I always thought it sounded so good when people made mistakes because it made them sound human. Because, uh, you know, the Z100s of the world, like they didn't. And it kind of after a while was like boring. Like, it's like, oh man, like, I don't know. Like when Kid Kelly would mess up, he'd laugh at himself and keep going. I thought that was the best radio ever. Loved it. Well, you know, it's great. funny though because I have been tracked for quite some time, and I, and I, and I credit myself with the years of experience of actually doing it live. Where mm. my afternoon show now, you, it, you're hard pressed outside of knowing that I'm not here. If you were ignorant to that, you'd be hard pressed to know I'm not here. But I yeah, also but you've have been there. The, you know what it's yeah. like, though. Right. You know so how I have to sound that ability, like you were there. I have that so. ability to when I walk into this studio to go, okay, we're on the air. 
let's be the D Scott that's on the air. And that's what you right. get. So, and you do get the human element of me because outside of me cursing or really fucking up a break, I'm just hitting save. Like you're, you're getting, you know, the, the mistakes, the, the, the not, mm -hmm. you know, those, those flawless every single time breaks that you have, that I have the ability to do because I can just hit stop and go do that one over. And, and, and like I said, I, there are times that I do that. I mean, not every day when I come in here, especially because my air shift now is not the only thing I'm responsible for. And it's, so it's like, mm. I come in, I bang it out in 20 minutes and I'm done with it. And it, it, there are days where I walk out and go, man, I really feel like it wasn't my best effort, but at the same time, not my full best effort is still 80% better than what you're hearing. Um, and it's like, but there are days where I walk out and go, holy shit, that was a lot of fun. Like I, I had a lot of fun and it's, there are no phoners at this point anymore. I mean, getting people to, you're hard pressed to get people to call anyway, unless you're giving away something, which right, right now we're giving away a trip to Disney, which is awesome by the way. Um, wow. Yeah. We got a, we got That's a trip for four to Disney to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Epcot, which is dope. And it's a, it's a kiss. It's a kiss giveaway. It's not anything, nobody else, just us. So which what's is, the which hashtag on Twitter so I can win that? No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not tweet. It's not a Twitter thing. Oh, and you have to, it, it is a, uh, we, we have our secrets of uh, taking banking phone calls, but uh Wow, it, nice. And you also have to be in the in the area, which you're you're not. You're you're down in Connecticut. I mean, listen, I I, I did the Disney thing, man. Not gonna lie, I, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm I went there in July, man. Yeah, My but, man a, yeah, but a free a free trip to Disney? Shit. Well, is it really free? I yeah. Mean, what, what's included in this free trip to Disney? And I use air quotes. Airfare. Yeah, park hoppers, hotel, like spirit airfare. Am I flying? I doubt it. <laughs> I, doubt it. I mean, but well, fuck it. I mean, oh, we got park hoppers. We got we got hoppers. We got airfare. We got uh, hotel accommodations. Where we are we staying? Transportation to and from the airport. Well, okay. Oh, it's, dude, we got the trip. It's through Disney. Like we it, we went through Disney for this trip. And it, wow. it was, yeah, it was, it's, that's it's unheard of though. Like those things don't happen now. It's always a, uh, it's like the lotto. Now, if you want to yeah. win like the billion dollar lotto, good luck because you and seven gazillion people in 20 States all right. have a chance. Right. And it's the same way with the radio. Now it's like most of the promotions, unless you want to go see a movie or win a CD locally, you know, everything is, you know, you and everybody else that can hear, you know, though, you know, that nationally syndicated show across the country have a chance, right? Like, yep. so that's pretty cool and kind of wild that you, you guys actually have a live, like, local. That's cool, man. Yeah, you guys must was, be doing I good drinks. <laughs> it, it's been a while, and I was, I was super excited for this thing. I was like, that's dope. I mean, that's granted, awesome. like, we had, we, we're doing it now. We had two of our other stations, uh, the River and 983 TRY actually gave away trips earlier in the year to Disney as well. Like, so this is our third time. These are, I'm the, we're the third station in the cluster to have it, but for us to have it is still something different, you know. And it's like, yeah, damn, yeah. really, we got it. Sweet. That's great. And it, I love the fact of, that you're doing. Oh, I'm sorry, man. It's and it, and it revolves around me, which is dope. I'm the one in the afternoon asking for the the secret side dish, and you got to call and tell us what it is and all that shit. And it's, you know, so we have appointment cool. listening and all that fun stuff, and you got to get. Oh, yeah. 
you got to be listening to get the secret side dish. And then you got to be listening when I solicit to call. And it's, it's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the trip. And it's, like I said, it's rare. Well, I'm not excited for the trip. I don't get to go, but um, I'm excited that we're doing it. And it's, and it's been a long time that I like really went and sold out on a, on a, on a give on a station giveaway. I mean, I can, and that's, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and I'm sorry for cutting you off, man. I, I'm, I, I'm like, I have so many thoughts in my head. It's like the, you know, the back in the day doing these major promotions, these grandiose promotions on the air, man, where like, for me, at least I was in charge of making half of the shit that solicited people. I told you to call. So right. like, I knew what was coming and you guys are on the air and getting to do that and like, like fire off those sweepers in the very beginning, you know, and, and people are excited. Like you could feel it, man. Mm-hmm. And to have that go away, like, I mean, you literally just to get qualified for some of these prizes was like garbage and people were so into it, you know, like, it was just it was an experience it wasn't about the prize it was about like getting through that was half the battle right like people love that man like getting on the radio and, and talking to whoever was on the air like so that's it, you know imagine and not you i'm just saying to the listener like imagine like being able to do that and then that goes away and then you don't expect to ever see that again in your adult life and then poof you get it again that's where d's at that's pretty cool i think that's cool good for now, you now We'll, we'll take it back. I mean, I would, you know, we're going to try to keep this to about an hour. Um, but I want to, some of the, some of the stuff that we were a part of together, which I thought was uh, awesome because we got to do some really, really cool station shit. And uh, mm. a lot of times you and I had no business even babysitting some of these contests, but we there. <laughs> there we were. We didn't have any business talking to people. They shouldn't allow us to talk to anybody. Yeah, no, but they did, and that was, you know, thank you to them. Um, it was awesome. <laughs> we got to do – so if you're in the in the immediate capital region listening to this and you you remember the Live Inside to Win the Ride uh, promotions, we, we were a part so of much those. Trouble. I got in we so much We were a part trouble. of some of the last student standing competitions. Um, I got uh, called an idiot during Live Inside to Win the Ride by Rob. Oh, that's good. So it was the overnight, right? Yep. And like the contestants had already been in the car for like a day and a half, right? And so they're in the mall. It's 1 a.m. They're like, they've all had enough, right? They're done with this. Because, you know, looking back, it was cool, but really it was a Kia, okay? Like, and I'm talking like right. early Kia. It wasn't even like, a, you know, a, a decent looking, it was like an early Kia. But anyways, like, you know, you got five people in this car and they get a bathroom break every few hours. So being the overnight babysitter, I was in charge of making sure they get left and came back at the right time. Well, one of the contestants was late. So I disqualified them. Those were the yep. rules. Right. I didn't know. So I remember having to make some phone calls that someone was disqualified. And it was like 1.30 in the morning. And Rob's like, you're an idiot, Smasher. You're an idiot. And I'm like, what, dude? He goes, we'll talk about this later. Like, and she was only a minute late. So Rob was like, no, listen, let's not. It's the overnight. I think it would have been cooler. It would have been more of a thing if it was in the middle of the day. But because right. it was the overnight, it was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, save that shit. You know, like we save that for the daytime, day parts, right? Like, right. But I, I'll never forget. Like, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just following the rules. Like, like he's like, stop being so literal. I'm like, okay. Right, but yeah, but uh, you need it. You, awesome. you should tell us that shit because like yeah. for us, we didn't want to make the yeah. wrong call. 
because it, I mean, yeah. So then what happens if someone's like, cause there, it wasn't like we were alone. There were people hanging, man. Like, right. and there were like family members there and shit. So like, what if another family member was like, well, that lady was late. How come she's still there? Then I would be fired for not doing it. It was so stupid. Yeah. That was, I mean, that, that, that was a, that was a no win situation right there. I mean, especially, you know, we're just, we're not day full-time day parted. We're, we're doing weekends and we're doing overnights right. and, like here, you you gotta fucking babysit them when no one's in the mall and the mall is closed and it's creepy and weird. It was like, it oh, was thanks, cool. Um, it was and, you and like Bob, the overnight janitor who looked like an overnight janitor. Yeah, like so, that guy. <laughs> so somebody does something against the rules or breaks the like. What the fuck call are you supposed to make there? Like, yeah, no, you sorry, you're. I don't know any better. I'll tell you what, <laughs> so, that was a I mean, cool. That was my first major promotion with Fly. And being there because I was a part-timer who was like Rob's right-hand man, I guess, like he wanted me always to be there, at least when he was there. And I would always help him do breaks for him and all that stuff. So I I was there for during the day and really saw a lot of what was going on. And man, what a cool like thing, like, like it was definitely cool. Like listeners and just people walking around the mall were like, what is going on here? It was new you know yeah i guess it wasn't new but it was like yeah i mean we could have done it all the time and people still it's still new to somebody you know and and it was uh it was a lot that that shit was a lot of fun it was a lot of work Mm -hmm. like people i don't think anyone ever realizes behind the scenes shit that goes on especially with like a car giveaway or or anything like that with the insurance stuff i mean like the behind the scenes shit that nobody cares about it's a lot of work the the execution part is it's our job to make it sound fun. We usually had a blast doing that stuff. Um, the one story I do want to share uh, was you and me. Uh, first of all, I do want to talk. I want to do this real quick and, and talk back in the day when TRL was a thing. Total Request Live on MTV and the powers <laughs> that be at, at Albany Broad at, at where we were at the Alphabet decided that they wanted to do something like that on a Saturday night. They they oh. they gave it to you. It was, yeah, a total, it was a total request show. Allegedly, yeah, total it was T R F L Y in in air quotes. Total request. They had nine me, to you, midnight. Nine to midnight. Yep, and it was, and and the boss's boss wanted. Let's see, we were playing thirteen songs an hour. Wanted eleven phoners an hour. So this um, was the setup. Hey. Adam or Smasher or whatever the hell they call me at the time, dickhead, whatever. Hey, <laughs> we need you from nine to midnight. You're gonna do a TRL thing at night. And I'm like, oh wow, cool. So like we can just play whatever. And they're like, no, you're gonna direct the caller. Essentially, it's a shout-out show for three yeah. hours. But it's like it, we're gonna you're gonna do back-to-back phone calls. So loads of editing loads of taking non-stop phone calls for three hours and like, still doing do, and still doing your and, show so. correct it wasn't like you know you just sat back and didn't talk and just play phoners it's you're introducing it you're getting out of it you're running the board you're also doing uh com- you're doing uh what um promotions you're doing everything plus yeah. you're answering the phone and talking to 10 year olds all night long yeah. which was easy d right because so, you know that, 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 that's you, a piece of cake listen so <laughs> So I, I just happened to be there or some shit, you know, and I was doing overnights at the time on right. Saturdays. They're like, yo, do you want to come in and help me? And so I was essentially across the hall. We had a, our on-air studio and our production studio, and they were linked so that there was a phone bank in the production studio, and I could 
answer phones in there, basically set up what they were doing. The, the phone banks were on the same line. So D would answer the call, direct the caller, and then put them on hold and then scream over to me, line yeah. one. And I would answer line one and say, hey, Fly 92. And they were, because D was awesome at instructing them, mainly because he was, didn't want to be there and hated them. Because I did too, not going to lie. I mean, come no, on. I, that, you know what's crazy? Is, for three hours sucks. <laughs> but no, it was, but it was a lot of fun because it was, I was gaining the experience of doing all that because at the same time, you were taking me out of the studio. You were bringing me in and I was on the air on Saturday nights during prime hours. And I was a part of the show. It was your show, but I became a part of the show. It, and the, the, you know what? It wasn't my show, man. That was the station's thing. And really it became the listener's thing because it wasn't yeah. at that point. It wasn't, it, that truly was about the listener. I had nothing to do with us. Like it had to do with us because we had to do it. But at the end of the day, like in the listener ate it up, man, they love that shit. Oh God. Our, thing, our, I mean, our numbers were, I know weekends aren't, you know, really tracked that well, but those numbers were ridiculous. Um, and then yeah, I mean, the show was a lot of fun. Mike and I got to be on the air uh, the night. It had to have been the 2000 World Series. We were on the air together the night the Yankees won the World Series. So we got to go through that on the air. Um Oh, you don't, but I, I, I got to have fun afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had to go in. I was essentially doing a nine-hour shift that day. Yeah, point. you were. And I sat and, in the production studio and listened to the game again and took all the snippets out and then mixed that over Sandstorm by Darude, which took six hours. Right, it was that. <laughs> like, well, like, and then I don't think what I, was great I about it was this. you had left and I took over the show because I knew how to run it, mm. but I had nobody answering the phone for me. So I was doing it all. You want to talk mm. about becoming proficient in phone editing. Yeah, you learned quick. You didn't even have Vox Pro at the time. I had Shortcut 360. That was a nightmare. Yeah, there was no, you could listen quick, but it didn't help you. You're better off just spinning your finger. I mean, really yeah. to get through. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And so remember earlier in the, in this interview where D said, I was board hopping and then I was on the air. I didn't want to do overnights because I was like building home, like carrying home materials all day. So now D has been asked by me at first to come in early on a night where he doesn't want to be there, but he is because he wants to be on the air and right. then answer phone calls for three hours. And here's the best part. Uh, payment was pizza potentially. Well, that was, I remember that being offered. You were like, we should really pay D for this because he's busting his ass. And, and it was, how about we get you pizza every Saturday? Mm. Did you end up getting paid? Because I'm yeah. pretty sure I said to Rob, that's not going to work, man. No. Like, do you work? You never got paid for that? No, because that pizza, uh, that pizza order came from Rob's boss, um, Dickie. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and it, it never happened. I mean, it is what it is. I chalk it up as, and, as much as you think I didn't want to be there, I had fun. You and you and I made it fun. So that was yeah, really, yeah. you know, we were we were killing ourselves, but it was for the entertainment and it was and, and it was a lot of fun. And I'm gonna steer away from that because I got one last story that I do well, want to talk can I, about. Can I say one quick thing, please, yeah. regarding that? Dude, without you, that shit never would have happened. It would have <laughs> happened once or twice, but I'm 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 I mean that, man. There is absolutely no way. I mean, you're talking like we within a 10 second intro would have two to three human beings right. intro. It would go back to back to back human beings. It'd be like, Hey, who's this? Hey, it's Tabitha. I just want to say hi to my friend, Joni. Hey, who are you? Hey, I'm Joni. I just want to say hi to Tabitha. Hey, who are you? I'm Bob. 
where are the girls at? <laughs> Boom, into the thing. Like there was no, like there was no time to mess around. There were times where I'm editing something and literally finishing it, hitting like firing the song off and just hitting play. There was no time to even go like hit, get on the mic. It was right. so fast paced. Like a three hour shift would be over in no time. Usually by 1145, we both look like we wanted to die. And then this poor bastard has to stay on the air for another six yeah. hours. But man, without you, dude, there's no, absolutely no way that would have ever have worked. Ever. There's no way. It was no, way I, too crazy. Way too crazy. So thank lot. you. There was a lot. There was a lot. All right. So, so let's, let's close it out with an amazing uh, in sync story. This is also very <laughs> early on in my <laughs> career. Uh, I was actually not on the air yet. I was still board up in Casey Kasem, excuse me, producing Casey Kasem. And, but you're uh, on your way, though. You were on your way. I think that and, was uh, one of I was, like I was the... also, I, I can say that I was Kid Kelly's producer because flashback USA. Um, uh, so there was that. I actually met him. <laughs> Kid Kelly, dude. Yeah. One of my favorite, awesome one of my favorite California air checks to sit and watch is Kid Kelly. Kid Kelly, I inter- oh, fresh on the mic. I, it, dude, I, it, I interviewed with him and he showed me around Sirius Satellite Radio and I got to spend a couple hours with him. And that was probably the coolest experience I ever had. Such a nice guy, like super nice guy, like all about the business. You talk about radio nerd. This man was straight up radio nerd. At but any had point, doing did he go, that's me, that's right. No, nah, man. But like that he was like, but, right. But I mean, he's Kid Kelly, though. But you knew it was Kid Kelly. As soon as right. I, like, you look at him, you're like, yo, you're Kid Kelly. Like, even if he didn't, you heard that voice. You're like, God damn, dude. I remember the first thing I said to him was like, damn, dude, like Z100 all that time. And you're here. You've been a major. But like, what the hell? He's like, yeah, man, it's crazy. I'm like, what? Like, that's your response. Yeah, man, it's crazy. You've worked with everybody. Scotch, yeah. I mean, everybody. And you're still a relevant name in this business all these years later. And it's like, yeah. Like yeah. what? <laughs> amazing. Dude, Seriously, amazing. More, more times than not, when you when you come across some of these guys that did it at in in market one, a lot mm. of them don't. They're they're more about like they're like yeah that, that that's what I did, and they're they've actually been some of the more helpful people in this business than the people that are stuck in you know these mid size markets. And it's like man, I can't I can get a response from Spider Harrison or Kid Kelly. Or you know, uh, Cubby Bryant, and yeah. and and I can't get a, a a fucking text back from the guy that works you know, in the same market as me. Like you're like, what? Really? Come on! It's amazing. Like they get to a point where it's like they've done it all, and now like they just want to help others, and that's awesome. I love that. Oh yeah, that's what it should be about. 100%. Looking down and helping out their their you know their the young bucks. But yeah, it's too bad that you had that problem, D. I know what you're saying. It sucks. But the people it is what it is. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's fun. I try to help out as much as I can, but nowadays everybody knows everything. So fuck them. Um, <laughs> yeah. What he said. So, so we'll, we'll go back. So I'm bored up and uh, Mike is doing some weekend stuff and overnights. And this is like an all hands on deck because InSync is doing back to back shows at our big arena in Albany at the time was, I think the Pepsi arena at the time. Um, so we were on hand before the show hanging out. We really needed a strong presence because I almost feel like Kiss had just started. Oh, so, they were there. <laughs> okay, yep. And they, and they were on hand. So now we had everybody and we're handing out buttons. Now uh re- radio stations used to do this thing if you get spotted inside wearing a radio station, or something we had ticket upgrades up the wazoo, yada yada yada. Cool. So really we're cool. handing out these buttons that say like they got the station name on them and the band name on them. We literally shut down South Pearl Street. Yeah. Well, I think this. 
they they we did have, that and they do that for concerts anywho but no, no, no. Uh, but i'm saying like the, the you could like the street was open until yeah. we arrived and then all of a sudden we are literally bombarded by every age human being that exists and they kept they were like like jumping out of trees they, they just were like jumping through portals to be there and so you have that and we're like new so we're like holy shit what the hell is happening and then you have a guy up on like the third floor of this outdoor bar of the competition yelling at us it was the wildest thing ever it was so surreal man like wow what a cool time Sorry. I so, cut you well, off, I now the that. now the fun part was now it's just you and me. It, this is not like you, me, and mm -hmm. the midday or the afternoon guy or the morning show right. or the night guy. It's you, me, and maybe Chuck Nicky was around somewhere. I think Rob and, was around some, somewhere. Oh, Rob was there, but he wasn't yeah. near us. And this dude walks up to us. <laughs> yeah. And goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> "You guys got to stop handing these buttons out." And As we're, we're like, handing out buttons, yeah, okay. Yeah, and we're like, <laughs> like who in the blue hell are you? <laughs> Turns out it was InSync's road manager. Mm. What we were doing was illegal because Terribly we illegal. were handing out without permission from the record label or the band itself. <laughs> like merchandise, like their it was likeness and it was, yeah, yeah. it was copyright infringement yeah, because <laughs> we had, without permission, InSync's logo on our buttons and oh, the good old days. you and me were like yeah okay so we just kind of like Dude. stopped because we didn't know and i think we went we both went to rob and i you know you were our spokesperson because you knew i rob i'm lucky rob knew who the fuck i was um, i'm lucky rob knew who i was come on man what are you talking about and rob was like <laughs> yeah whatever just keep doing it until you know yeah, what, I'll, don't worry about it i'll take care of it but it was like of all the people they holler at or like yell at and reprimand he came yep. across two guys who have no say in anything that's going on we're literally just doing what we're told like mm -hmm. rob could have been like go around and punch every fourth person in the face that you see and that's what we did because rob told us to do it i mean yeah it was all about the station man and <laughs> beat up every person okay yeah, fine and and sure as shit though i mean it was literally the road manager of it like we're talking in sync's manager, road manager, or whatever yeah, he, he was. He he rolled up on us hard too. He was like, "You gotta stop doing that." He was very serious, and we're kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, "Okay, buddy, who the hell are you?" We think we're thinking like it's some dude with like the other station that's there, yeah, like, like messing with us. And mind you, we're being like people are like like backflipping at us to get these buttons, just like at, you know jumping over us. To, it was yeah. the most ridiculous thing ever. So we're like dealing with him and all these people. It was a while. It was cool as shit. It was. It was just funny. I I remember that just, I, and you and I were like, okay, whatever. But it was that was sure, one yeah. of my early experiences that sticks out um, a lot because that was like I was just like, what? Wait, what's happening? What are we doing? And I just and I do remember Rob being like, Man, don't worry about it. Like I'll handle that. And we were like, if Rob okay. ever handled that. You, you know what? You know how Rob handled that. He didn't handle that. He like he just right. like probably went to the rep at Pepsi and was like, "Hey, by the way, we did this. You might hear, hear something." And but by the way, we have to do ticket upgrades midway through the show. Like, yeah. But by the way, we're giving these away inside. Like, yeah. what, what a cool time, man. No, it was. That, it was those so were much. the days where we ran the show, though. Like that station was in charge, man. Like, yeah, whatever we did, like for the most part, we we were. People loved it, man. It we was were the cool standard. Shit. We yeah. were the standard. It was that it simple. Was pretty cool. Very lucky to be a part of that, no doubt.
Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, man, the tail end of it too. Like we actually got to experience that because there's no way that's happening today. No, well, there's no way it's happening today because I'm on the other side of the coin and I'm not letting it. So (laughs) (laughs) if you're, if you're up, if I'm up against somebody and they're trying to do that, you're going to have your hands full because you got me on the other end, taking all of my experience and going, I'm going to do what I can to make sure that you don't shine. And and we do so. And I've done that. I've had brief glimpses of it in the past five years of, an Ariana Grande show being here, and we flipped our station to RE 102.3. We played nothing but RE all day. Um, I'm sorry. We, we What? I'm sorry. Now it, it is what it is. Um, we <laughs> took over the, the the TU Center and went around, and I just kind of walked around. We, we dressed up Izzy, of all people, in a pig costume because Ariana Grande had a has a potbelly pig who's a pet of hers that's piggy smalls we were taking pictures with izzy dressed up as a pig oh um, my god dude, we talked to everybody <laughs> we were doing all kind and, and we did the same thing at jonas brothers we on site did some really really amazing shit and made things happen with a very limited staff and it was a lot of fun and it was it was like damn this is how it used to be and you know like i said if if you're up against me and it's not again it's not to toot my own horn because Anyone that knows me knows that I don't have that ego. I don't think I'm the shit. I just do know that I'm good at what I do. And they, you know, he got a glimpse of that by putting me out in front of a bunch of people. I literally talked to everybody I could in the atrium. And it was two hours straight of just, hey, what's up? And D Scott from Flying or from Kiss 102.3. Da 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 da. Here's what we're doing, taking pictures, giving stuff away. It was, it was amazing. And 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 it's well we've had a few issues since then like covid and shit but you know ah, but so big deal don't worry about it man yeah sure they have they're the 15th boosters out everyone's fun it's all good uh, <laughs> yeah i'm just trying to get people to come out but yeah, listen man tough one. uh again real, i i do i i i want to say thank you to you for a multitude <laughs> of things i want to thank you for coming on and just shooting the shit i want to thank you for uh being my advocate very early on in my career and i want to thank you for being my friend that is probably the most that that's the biggest thank you and 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 i appreciate you uh as a human i appreciate you as as a father i think Mm. um and i will say to you without getting super soft uh i'm very proud of you and uh that's pretty that's pretty much it wow I don't know what to say to that, man. I do hear the Golden Girls theme in my head, though. So I thank you for Thanks that. for being a friend. There it is. No, nah, man, I'm with you on that. And I, I, I love you, man. I always have. And uh, I will talk to you in a year for sure. And I'm sorry for tr- train wrecking your shit, by the way. But thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, man. <Thanks. laughs> Dude, like.